Maybe like so you build a birdhouse and then instead of like a bird coming in the house, like you just like have your dick stick out of it. Oh, it just pops out. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Or like your like your dick could like like the hard dick could be this like this peg that the bird can stand on right. outside the house. Come land on it if you dare. Are you maintaining an erection while birds dive towards your penis? Yeah, you are. You'd have to. You'd have to. Don't rush. There's plenty to go around. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Be the love. And our special guest, Chase. How's it going? Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Shinema. Shitty cinema. This month is all about girls, gadgets, guns, and good God girl power. Uh, this week, at least. This week specifically, Pink Tax, Dave, what'd you bring? <laughs> I went with one that I have morbidly wanted to watch ever since I saw they were remaking it because I wanted to see what the fuck they were doing with it. From 2019, written and directed by Elizabeth Banks, The Modern Charlie's Angels. You should have done that on your own. Right. This is this should be you and your personal time, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I never watched the original Charlie's Angels TV series. Me either. Because I'm not that goddamn old. But I did enjoy the early 2000s ones they made with Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore. The Drew Barrymore? Are you kidding me? I mean, they were never trash, saw. but they were amusing. Listen, Dave, not only do you have bad taste in movies, but you're torturing our new friend Chase. That's fair. Okay, maybe I was just really into Drew Barrymore at that age. Judge him, Chase. I mean, yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of the old Charlie's Angels movies. I didn't realize it was a TV See? show until now. I mean, <laughs> holy shit! Wow. Yeah. Chase is a classic. In the seventies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was dad porn, basically. A lot of pointy boobs. Dave, we're gonna need an elevator pitch where you sell us this movie in ten seconds or less. You're at a party. You know, and it's a good party. You got your way into a mansion party, Dave. Wow. Good on you. You're dressed up nice, right? There's lights. It's a rave. There's a DJ playing some beats, whatever, you know, kids listen to these days. I guess mumble rap, probably. And polka. you're just getting into it. You're probably taking <laughs> pills that you don't recognize, drinking a bunch of goblets of stuff. You don't know what's in it. As you do. Right. Yeah. And then suddenly you realize that the nice ladies that you've been dancing with actually stuck stuff on your neck but they stuck like four of them because like they didn't know and now mm, it's just gonna kill guy. you instead of knocking you out oh. so in the 10 seconds before you fall over and die sell us on this movie the classic sex being on a show gets updated with a feminist twist and neither of them actually works six seconds and yes you're right all right did i miss anything there <laughs> patrick stewart of substance oh yeah patrick stewart i guess <laughs> Uh, Casey's indignant. That was so, me being Kristen Stewart's guffaw in Twilight. <laughs> I am Kristen Stewart's mm. guffaw. I kind of imagine like a fight club kind of narration. Casey, you were actually at the same mansion party that I was at that night. Uh, unfortunately for you, when they stuck all of these unknown drugs on my neck, I was on a balcony overlooking the main floor. Uh, I've just gone tumbling over the edge of that balcony, and my comatose body is hurtling towards you. So in the 10 seconds before you get pancaked by me and die, sell us on this movie. 
An evil Professor X decides to make a little extra income with a seizure-inducing insurance scam while Kristen Stewart stumbles her way through a cringeworthy dialogue. Shame, Elizabeth Banks. Shame. 11 seconds. Your extra shame went over, but we'll allow it, I think. Right. And yeah. you, you went into a lot more detail than Dave did. You did. You, shame you snuck him. in the shame on Elizabeth Banks, which I think is worthy. This is her only <laughs> writing credit on IMDb, and I see why now. She could have done way worse. I just think that right. maybe people were preventing her from doing better as Probably, well. yeah. Probably fucked from the start. Anyways, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, we need to go over the plot of the movie that Shitty Cinema watched this week. In the 2019 version, the Townsend Agency have gone international, and there's now a council of Bosleys leading teams of angels all over the world. The original boss, played by Patrick Stewart, is retiring, and former angel Elizabeth Banks is taking over for him. She's the Bosley for our two leading angels, Sabina and Jane. We still, though, need a MacGuffin for the angels to save the world from. So, the movie gives us Dickbag Facebro, who invented a radioactive Alexa. The Alexa can turn your lights on and off, and it gives you free power. It's just, you know, got this one tiny little incy-weensy bug where you can say a command word and it'll blow your brains up. That is exactly why I got rid of that fucking solar calculator I had. <laughs> All the same characteristics. It basically powers itself. It's doing math. It might explode. So in the movie, they didn't totally explain how the Alexis killed you. It was some kind of like low power burst and it looked like you had a stroke or something. Immediately in my brain, the Alexis kills you via a brown note that made you shit yourself to death. And that was what I was running with for the rest of the movie. Dave, it's always the brown note with you. Do you need to talk about something? The League was really funny, and I just <laughs> insert that into everything now. There's a hot lady hacker who works for him and is shockingly upset that her invention is being used to murder people, and she gets enough screen time that it's obvious pretty quick she's going to be our third angel. Oh, yeah, Elena. She tries to warn the Council of Bosleys about the evil Alexas, but a hipster hitman on a typewriter crashes the meeting. Jaiman Hantu, who's in this movie, who I fucking love, he ends up dead, and Elena has to run off with Elizabeth Banks and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Angels. I mean, if the love of my life, Jaiman Hantu, died in front of me, I feel like Elizabeth Banks would be on the road to healing. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I can see like that. Like an she eat, pray, love motherly. sort of a thing. Like, yeah. No, just like, you know, she's going to get me through this. She's going to make me stronger. I love how the hot lady hacker also, when they like use the hacked Alexa to like bust out of like some building, she like explains like, we need to get away. This will kill us. And once like some security guard who she's familiar with from the facility walks by and ends up getting like pulsed by this thing, she's like, oh, he'll be okay. Like after explicitly <laughs> saying like, yeah, yeah. Like, this will kill you. Like, right. Right. He'll be the one that yeah. survives. Like she's like she's like like laying with his dead body and he's just like she's like, Oh yeah, he'll be cool. Like he'll be up in like three minutes. He'll be all right. (laughs) I didn't just say it's gonna murder us if we stood by it. No big deal. We're gonna send him to a big farm with a bunch of other security (laughs) guards who used to work here. And they can like run and segue places, you know? Plenty of teens to tase on that farm. 
Banksley and the Angels chase the evil Alexis around the world, following them through the black market and fighting the hitster along the way. When they lose out for the umpteenth time, the Angels start worrying there's a mole inside the Bosleys, and the movie leans really hard in Elizabeth Banks' direction. It was all a red herring, though. <gasps> Double cross, because the real villain is Patrick Stewart. He's mad that he got retired, so he decided to just be a bad guy instead. Yeah, but honestly, it looks like he's having a lot of fun with it, so I'll allow it. Stuart makes the Donatello angel hack the Alexis for him, and he sends the barista hitman to whack the other two. Yeah, but they beat him, though, with the power of friendship and witty banter. So much witty banter. Is that when he got poked because he was a bad guy? Yeah. That's what happens. Bad guys get poked. Yeah. He got the the point according to... (laughs) Because he was impaled! You know, if when Kristen Stewart's character said that, they had had, like, Elizabeth Banks look at her and just go, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? A man has died here today. That was someone's son. Would have been a five-star film. The Donatello angel didn't even hack the Alexas for real. She just programmed them to flash and make noises whenever Patrick Stewart told them to murder someone. Which is kind of a cool feature. Like, you know, if you program it was so that whenever Patrick Stewart says to murder someone. Before Patrick Stewart can escape, Elizabeth Banks shows up with 30 or so angels. And the movie wraps up with a girl power training montage over the credits where they fucking ruin a bunch of cameos that would have been useful in the movie. It would have made a really metal tampon commercial, though. You're like, look at all of us. That's true. We're jumping out of planes on our periods. We're getting the shit beat out of us by Ronda Rousey, but we keep that thing in there. You know, like, (laughs) fucking girl power. Yeah, yeah, like the new active wear. She just, if she punches you in the gut, that's a strength of Kegels keeping that thing in there from not just like, (laughs) like, ricochet. New Tampax Ultra Pearl, I can fight Ronda Rousey in white pants. (laughs) It's always in white pants. Oh, now they're just tore and bloody from other stuff. (laughs) So much absorption, you can use them to, you can use it to help clean your facial laceration. Right. That's actually, tampons were originally developed for bullet wounds. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm going to start calling my pussy. Ah, really? get in the old bullet yeah. wound, Jay. Yeah, I think World War I. <laughs> it's time for sexual congress. <laughs> All right. I'm fine with that. I don't care. Jay, you seem to have a lot of feelings about the cameos. This is a safe place. Get it out. Good. Get it out, buddy. I just, it would have been much better to actually have them in the movie instead of having this, this entire, there was no mystery that Elena was going to become an angel at the end. It wasn't a surprise to anyone except for maybe the poorly written character. So I wish they would have just did it earlier in the film and brought in these awesome cameos from people like Danica Patrick and Ronda Rousey. Danica Patrick Stewart. Danica Patrick Stewart. I got I to gotta question that, though. Really, if there had been a 30-second scene earlier in the movie where Elena boxed against Ronda Rousey and 20 seconds of Danica Patrick teaching her how to drive, would that have actually justified any of her air quotes character arc to you? No but it would have been interesting to watch. Hey, a- look that guy. Yeah. Versus the rest of the movie wasn't terribly compelling. I'm trying to add some pepper into this, Dave. But right, right now, it's right. boring. You know what? 
at time this is of recording. Like Taco Bell's tacos, right? Technically, they're tacos. Sure, right, technically. Let's let's dial it down. Let's bring it back at time of recording due to technical difficulties. We're recording this a couple days after we actually watched the movie. We've had time for tempers to cool a little bit. So let's start off on some positivity. Jay, was there anything you did like about Charlie's Angels? Yes. I'm glad you asked, David. It's very kind of you. I enjoyed, there was some good action, right? In the beginning, we get a, a car chase with our, our hitster. Yeah, it was pretty goddamn solid. Right. And he has a fucking, a minigun attached to his window that he could just open up and steer around and fire, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Kind of like Nick Fury's in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. And then one of the angels is standing out of the roof of an SUV with, you know, uh, an SMG firing. And it, there's some fun driving tricks. I enjoyed that. I don't, I got to really preface this hard because I, I got to say the action overall wasn't awful. I'm not saying it's good. It's not good fight scenes. But. Like, I at least had a clear sense of the space that they were fighting in, and they had some interesting shot locations, and they were doing the whole, like, we don't actually know how to fight, so we're going to speed up all of the camera shots to make it look like they're actually hitting each other. But it was still relatively steady, and I had a clear idea of, like, what kind of punches were being thrown, as opposed to just dark Marvel crap where it's just shadows all (laughs) over the place. Right, you could see the props. I like the scene when they're running through the restaurant, and there's an overhead shot of all the like unused tables lined oh, up yeah. and then, like shoving them trying to smush each other and that like that was fun that was that didn't require anybody doing any crazy tricks lunch lady tricks lunch lady parkour <laughs> lunch lady backflips bitch it get your good. hair net on it's minus 3 points chase what action did you like um <clears throat> i like the opening fight scene with um kristen stewart kind of like doing some sort of like crazy like leg lock Oh, uh, yeah. She's like seducing. I thought she that was that pretty badass. Hanging ribbon, sexy yeah, gymnastics. It was like that Cirque du Soleil. Like ribbon dancing. Like ribbon dancing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I no, I saw the first half of that at a burlesque club in Colorado. Like that exact <laughs> performance. But no one was dead at the end of it. Well, no one was dead at the, the end of this one because he yeah. ended up getting away. Kristen Stewart doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, I and mean, like he ends up like being around like throughout the film. So yeah, he's a recurring character. The guy that's yeah. a scumbag and like throughout the whole thing at the end is like, just kidding. I turned my act around. Double, I double, did double, still double, do double all cross. that like illegal shit. I'm just on your side now. <laughs> no, he was just super thirsty for Kirsten Stewart. That was his yes. character arc was that literally every scene is just him trying to get it in. Oh, yeah, that's I'm true. Like, oh, sure. You want me to give up my criminal past and work with your spy agency? Can I get a little piece? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> How about now? Yeah. I'll think Stewart. about it. Kristen Stewart was not attractive in this movie. You could, you could Did just, you find you any just of said... her? Like, were you into any of the looks? Short okay, hair, like, long all right, hair? I, I'll specify, like, Kristen Stewart without a wig was, like, just unattractive, unappealing. Hideous. Oh, see, I thought she was way better with the short hair than with the long hair wig. I thought the wig made her seem like she was auditioning for the Point Break remake instead of the Charlie's Angels remake. <laughs> I think that might have been a better fit, to be honest. I like she. Yeah, she looked yeah. like one of Bodie's cronies to me. Like I think I would have watched that. Wiggle Point Break ten. Yeah, no, and then like I could not stand when she was wearing like the all cheetah outfit with a Zorro style mask amount of eyeliner on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So, hey, Hamburglar, did you just get off work? Yes, yes. <laughs> right? Fucking wipe that shit off. 
So I have a conspiracy theory that Elizabeth Banks just makes movies whenever she wants to expand her wardrobe. And I think Kristen Stewart got in on that deal on this movie. Yeah. Because they both have a new outfit in every single scene. It felt like really bad knockoffs of like hot couture Chinese street fashion clothing. We were just like, I get what you were trying to go for, but it's like the the Kmart Kathy Ireland brand. (laughs) But the shoes are sensible. Oh, shit. Deep. Did you say that you liked or you disliked the laying outside of the car while shooting out tires upside down? I, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't say I liked it. It's a stunt slash shot that I've seen done a bunch of times before, and it looked pretty okay overall. Like, I knew what they were going for. The I had a clear line of sight on everything. It was relatively well shot. Green screen wasn't great, but, you know, no. overall. It was a it was a fun car chase sequence with a lot of good sh- shootouts in it. I can deal with that. At first, I thought that was kind of over the top, and then I realized I just watched Goldeneye for the first time the <laughs> night before and saw much more ridiculous. Right. So yeah. I wish there was more hipster typewriter man in. Oh this my movie. god! Oh my god! I love him so much. He's the stupidest <laughs> beaten puppy dog ever. But the hitman that chases the angels throughout this, the first time we see him, he is in a coffee shop looking like a rejected John Wick henchman. Yes. Tattoos, like the yeah. Irish, Irish you know, ton look. Of, ton of tattoos. He's got the, the Aryan youth haircut. Yes. Uh, looks freakishly like the T-1000 uh, from Terminator He's got 2. shark eyes. Like very, very similar. In my head, I called him the Venti 1000 the whole time we were watching it. <laughs> Low fat. Yeah. He is lip reading the spy meeting and transcribing it in code on an electric typewriter, which is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. And I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. At first I thought they were alluding to, he was doing Morse code and like tapping the typewriter in Morse code. Mm -mm. No. Watching him on a mirror so he can lip read and transcribe. I don't, they almost I don't ran the goodwill of him into the ground because he was really the only major character other than the villains for the rest of the fucking film. Like every time they needed to threaten the angels, it's just the Venti yeah. 1000 again. Yeah. But like he he was a character and it kind of it reminds me of like Kingsman where you have these utterly ridiculous shit, but it builds such a cohesive idea to itself or even John Wick. Yeah, it's ridiculous if you take any of the individual pieces out, but it's got a character to the film itself. And if they had done that for the rest of the movie, I'd have been completely on board. But it's just this one dude stuck in the middle with a typewriter. Okay, maybe maybe this is just me fangirling out, but I feel like Jaiman Hansu was kind of like that. He had sort of an air of mystique about him as a Bosley. I don't know. Maybe it's just Jaiman Hansu. I, I, really I was like just going to say, I'm like, I feel like that's every role, but also I just I, am mesmerized by him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, Jaiman's great. I didn't really get anything off of his performance or the character itself beyond just me being immediately tickled by the idea of a council of Bosleys having these James Bond meetings. So (laughs) what'd you guys, okay. Firstly, first Bosley meeting girl power. Um, everybody say one thing that they're grateful for this week and then we'll do our minutes. Okay. Clean out the fridge when you leave guys. Good news. Good news. I feel like good news. We all have matching stationery and bulletproof granny bras. 
they did have bulletproof granny bras. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't know what to say to that because I want to make a joke, but that's actually a thing in the movie. So and now am I thinking like maybe do I want a granny bra? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a slippery slope, bra. though. Didn't they say, specifically say their bulletproof granny bras didn't pinch? Yeah. There was yeah. There was some line about that. I don't know if that's a bulletproof feature or a granny bra feature. I'm I'll curious. To so like, do they wear other Kevlar like because like usually like a bulletproof vest covers more than just like, your <laughs> like it's right. a vest, you know, not like just a breast cover. Right. So that's I got a- this job knowing I might die, but I'm gonna die with my tits intact because I paid a lot of <laughs> fucking money for them. Exactly. Like the corner's gonna be able to have some fun still. <laughs> you know what I'm also thinking is they're like number one, I think if a dude if you right before you shot you you flashed him, he's not gonna shoot you. Like you know what I mean? Instantly his lizard brain is gonna, gonna be like that trigger. boobs. <laughs> what if boobs? Uh, this is like their options, like the angels give you. You can either wear the bulletproof granny bra or just get implants that are so thick and gelatinous that the bullet would not be able to pierce like all the way through the, the implant. Is it, yeah, like, it's the, like it's how they test gel. trajectory. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, just yeah, exactly. Like some MythBusters type experiment where like <laughs> no. Chase, that is the perfect spy movie shit, right? Yeah, exactly. where, where is the movie that where they use ballistic gel for breast implants? Because I just want to see, like, her, <laughs> you know, some Pam Anderson type just catching bullets with her tits. It's the perfect Bonnie and Clyde murderer because Clyde shoots the person and it goes all the way through, but they can never find the bullet. And they're always like... We can't get so, a print. We can't get anything. This guy is totally anonymous. Well, it's fucking watch out. It's two. It's a man and a woman. And her titty just catches the bullet and <laughs> screw on a new titty and leave. Hang on. <laughs> and I guess take the old titty too. That's I thought the point of ballistic gel was that it's roughly equivalent to human flesh. So it's good for testing bullets to see how far it would penetrate through humans, right? I don't know. I assumed it stopped bullets mid-flight because we have to have something awesome yeah, that does no. that. And in my no, mind, I, it's ballistic gel. Gotta blow off no, steam like, at work. I don't, I don't think you're getting literally any benefit to this at all other than having jello titties. Like, the so, bullet still goes through them just as easily as it does a normal well, titty. No, you, just gotta, you just gotta get them big enough to where, like, it won't go all the way through. Now, that's a Pam Anderson movie. I'm pretty sure that was a plot point in Barbed Wire. Dave, I think you're missing the point of the comic book character I just invented who has, you know, like, it's like Spider-Man, except for she doesn't have spider powers and she isn't a man but she could occasionally replace her breast implants to catch bullets i'm imagining this like keanu reeves like matrix style like only instead of like barely missing each bullet she's just like catching them just like you guys we already have that comic book character it's jugsy it's juggernaut he can catch bullets (laughs) in his tits he's everything you are hoping and dreaming for he can just like fold it up in his any nipple and keep it for later and then just go throw it away. Okay, but could he get into a, a gun battle with his arch nemesis and have the arch nemesis shoot like a perfect circle around the areola and be able to take that titty and put it up on the wall as a remembrance of when mm. they defeated that enemy? 
Yeah, look at that. I don't know. I Trophies. feel like Juggernaut's titty in the middle of the night would like <laughs> sneak off your mantle and like go back to its owner. He's like, yes, my precious, get back up on there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so Juggernaut's walking around without a tit, and then it's like thing, and it just crawls back to him somehow. <laughs> like an inchworm, because it's a bitten off nipple. <laughs> I imagine I'm imagining like Wolverine's body like crawling back to itself to like reform it, but it's just it's right. just a boob. Just one titty, a nutsack rolling like a tumbleweed. Oh, uh, just imagine it bouncing down some stairs like a, like a slinky or some sort. No, one of those super balls. Yeah, because you yeah. got some adamantium yes. in those too, so they're, they're like boing boing. So. We made this X-Men like. movie, right? Well, well, we let Casey spend a lot of money on special effects, so it's it's a it's a trip. I mean, she had us animate testicles bouncing down the stairs. Wait, are we gonna talk about how dry I think Patrick Stewart is on the inside and the outside? You, I mean, you can have that time if you'd like. I need to pull up yes. a picture. We don't have the time. Um, you know what? I also wish I would have seen more of. Patrick Stewart not sucking. He Oh my god, when he, he finally looks, gets his heel turn. I loved him. No, I love him always. He was great. He's always in, in a good movie. mood when I see him. Wait, Patrick Stewart got to put there. two in someone's chest in this film. And he had so much fun doing it. I yeah. have fun watching him have fun. I'm happy I when Patrick's happy. And he seemed I, he, happy doing that. You don't get to see him as the villain, and it's not believable, but it was still enjoyable. I would love to make him, like, an honorary sheriff executioner in, like, Arizona. I was like, okay, we usually do a firing squad, but today we have Sir Patrick Stewart. He's got two bullets. He's got two bullets for you. Okay, get the next guy up here. Is Arpaio still in Arizona? Because that's probably doable then. I'm going to say my second thing I would critique is also Elizabeth Banks because I had such high hopes for her in this movie. Yeah. And I, I really like her. I do too, but I was really hoping she was gonna be like a Bosley that's more like her pitch perfect commentator uh role. Ah. Where she's just a super dick and they deal with it. God, that would have really like taken it up quite a notch or four for me. Can that's I propose something idea. else? Yeah. Yeah. Shared universe between Pitch Perfect and Charlie's Angels. Working as the acapella judge is her cover so that she can travel the world and execute her angel missions. I think that's her blowing <laughs> off steam. Yeah, that's 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 her passion. I spend project. all day building these women up. I'm going to tear down some teenagers. It's where I get my inner a, power from. It's a passion project. So I've got a complaint that's a little bit lower on the scale than Elizabeth Banks writing and directing, but it oddly made me much matter. File it with uh, HR. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm bringing it up here and now. About halfway through the movie, the angels, Elizabeth Banks, and their yoga helper dude go to a yeah. safe house in, I think, Amsterdam. So we have five people in this household. They have at least 40 bananas in the goddamn fruit oh basket at this place. Then we walk into another room, and there is a solid, what, three to four pounds of grapes just splayed out on a charcuterie <laughs> board for them? Yeah. Some of those there are five were people like, here. Like I No, I mean, just the uh, how real the bananas looked and how artificial those grapes looked almost like angered me 
just to see how like it's like <laughs> we took all of our our budget for produce and bought bananas. Right. Why? Plus, like, aren't aren't safe houses supposed to be discreet? What happens when somebody comes like, hey, have you seen anything suspicious? Oh, you mean the, like the guy who buys half a shopping cart full of bananas every week? <laughs> Oh, I wonder why a fucking butcher box delivery gets delivered three times a day at this abandoned warehouse and the food just disappears. It, honestly, Weird. Like, I didn't even think of it as a safe house. Like what I'm remembering is like a pretty yeah. nice like building. Like, yeah, that was. was the safe house. It was the safe house, though. It but it was, was very nice. Right. It was not safe at all because they almost immediately go in and start like opening windows and they've got all these just huge floor <laughs> ceiling they have views. 10,000 fruit flies in that house. <laughs> <laughs> They're letting them like go out and germinate other plants. Fly free, my pretty. <laughs> I don't. There when was some set dresser 70... that day who just went nuts. How did you feel about Kristen Stewart with a bowl cut? Chase, oh my god. First impression. Oh, like Kristen Stewart. Like, she needs a wig to be attractive. I was like, holy shit, Kristen Stewart is pretty freaking hot, especially when she starts doing that like Cirque du Soleil rope thing in like the beginning of the episode. Or like not the episode, like the beginning of the, the movie. But uh I was like all into that. And then uh and then she took off the wig after they like defeat this like group of like evil guys who aren't really that evil because in the end they're like, Hey, we're here on your side now. Um. I, yeah, once she took the wig off after defeating them, I was just like, "Oh, this girl." He sounded like, personally offended. Like, personally, oh, oh, I yeah, trusted no, I, you. Like she looked so good as like a long-haired blonde, and to see just like the like just to see her want to become like pop star pink, like for the like the rest of this film was just very unsettling. It just didn't do it for Chase. He trusted you, Kristen. Yeah, and then you you, you betrayed me. And then, like, oh, like, I, like when she caked on, like, the, I'm, like, I went back and said, like, the Zorro level of, like, eyeliner. She looked like uh, the daughter from the movie, like, from the Incredibles movie. I was thinking Lydia from Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking, too. Mm. I think either worked. I did appreciate that she at least tried to bring some kind of character to her angel. She's really the only one who did. It was good. By any means, but you know no. she was doing something. She was doing a good Andy Samberg impression. You know what I mean, like yeah. she was trying. Like was very it? No, Andy I... Samberg and Hot Rod. Like I'm tough, but like I'm also like kind of aloof, kind of goofy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think I found like from all what we saw from like the three angels, you're either like this like book smart nerdy girl who is like somewhat like naive common like common sense wise or right, right. or just this like uh I'm going to be a monkey to distract these people on camera like ooh, ah, like and they're supposed to be a professional spy I ate a whole pizza for dinner like no the fuck you don't if yeah. you have to like <laughs> no, fall right? off a building in 4 minutes you're going to just spray it everywhere also you're <laughs> like 130 pounds yeah you, you gotta have pizza. the like the emotionally unavailable one who's also super stabby and attacky when she's like, I'm the loco one. I do knife tricks. When in hell wear leather pants in a church. <laughs> I've got a Harley. I leave that at home on Sunday though, because it's very loud. Disruptive uh, for mass. That did just remind me of the fact that in this 
film Kristen Stewart goes undercover as a jockey and Casey and I both independently verified that Kristen Stewart is jockey sized. Independently and immediately. It's like Kristen Stewart height, average jockey height. Kristen Stewart weight, average jockey weight. Technically, I think her and Ellen Page could be jockeys. Yeah, she is jockey. She's at the top end, but she's jockey I want to see them joust. Can we get a Kickstarter for Ellen Page Kristen Stewart jousting? I don't want to see Ellen Page jousting. Uh, well, wait a minute. Before you before you make a definite answer on that, change your mind and think about it for like wait. five minutes. What it sounds like you're suggesting is like a remake of A Knight's Tale with the protagonist and antagonist being Kristen Stewart and Ellen Page. Yes, yeah. and okay. I'm going to say that. I'm a little that, more on board now. That's the only <laughs> scene I've ever seen of that film, and that's exactly what I was picturing. And Jaiman Hansu as Chaucer. Oh, nope. I was going to have him <laughs> be an angel in the outfield because he's dead. <laughs> and like in this movie. But I have him like, you know, like with the Ben Kenobi glow, like waving. No, Jaiman Hanso no. is the love interest. We're gender swapping all the characters, but none of the wardrobe. So it's Jaiman <laughs> Hanzo in an old timey Victorian dress. Oh, as Ellen Hanzo. Page is just like peeking out of the bottom of the visor of her suit of armor. Okay, no, I had them dressed as jockeys, number one. And number two, I thought you meant Jaiman Hansu was going to keep, like, Kristen Stewart's wardrobe. So I'm like, so basically he's wearing a sequin T-shirt with nothing underneath it. Like, Honestly, I think he could pull it off. I, yeah, his probably. dick's out. Of course he could. <laughs> Just Donald Duck in it. <laughs> sequin... Donald Duck, and he—you know what? He's such a gentleman. He maintains eye contact. Of course, he, he probably wants to look at it too. You know, like, hey guys. All right. At the end of the day, it comes down to one question, though, and we need to get an answer to that. So, Jay, we're going to start with you. 2019's Charlie's Angels. Would you watch it again? We didn't talk about one of the beautiful parts, which is when they Photoshop images of Patrick Stewart onto old photos older Charlie's Angels and just setting oh God, him into yeah. a narrative. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Those were like terrible. That looked like right? grandma Photoshop. It really did. It's a special kind of bad. My problem with Charlie's Angels is that it doesn't really sell me on its badness at any point. It's not truly bad. It's mostly just kind of uninteresting and a little boring. There's parts that I really did enjoy, like the action scene and the hit stir. And the bad photoshopping. But I wasn't hooked enough that I, I really enjoyed it. And the ending is fucking terrible. So no. No, I will not watch Charlie's Angels again. But Casey, what about you? Would you watch it again? Google rated this the same as Charlie Angels, the sequel with Drew Barrymore. A film I would rather watch than this again. <gasps> what? Yeah, wow, it's... the sequel? Yeah, not the yeah. second the original one. one? The, I think the original got a much higher score. This this rated along with the old sequel. I don't feel like this movie is for me. I think it'd be cool for like a 10 or 12 year old girl to see like, fuck yeah. But don't say that in front of your mom, kids. And don't listen to this podcast. Um, give me a, like, I don't know. It just, it felt like a commercial. It felt like I have a bunch of really small women yelling at me. Um, 
It looked like a bunch of Barbies. No, I don't want to watch this movie again. I, I don't know. It's it's up to you. Chase, would you watch Charlie's Angels again? Between having to deal with Kristen Stewart with this god awful short hair, <laughs> and really, I love how you. angry. Yeah, it really, Chase it's like is. the it's like the one thing that drove me the most nuts throughout this whole movie. Like it, it was a constant reoccurrence. Sometimes she'd have a wig on. Other and I, I was happy, but then they, she'd take it off, and it's just like, why couldn't you just leave her with something on her head? <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Um, uh, even though we have the Venti One Thousand bad guy who plays <laughs> like quite an incredible protagonist, I would say, or like not necessarily, like, or no, I'm sorry, not protagonist, not necessarily like an antagonist, but like this um, sub antagonist character uh, who. I wish had more lines, had more screen time, was like overall like the uh, main bad guy throughout the whole film. I didn't like how he was this overpowering uh, assassin who eventually gets killed by the angels, um, who just got basically bossed around by people. Like, and it chose to be bossed around by people. Um, he felt like someone who could take on a criminal syndicate of his own. And because of the fact that he got killed off, like, he will never get that chance. So. I have no reason to watch this movie again or any future Charlie's Angel. Venti 1000, if you ever need a job reference, call Chase. He's got your back. Like He got wants you. to see you rise up in the ranks. He believes in you. I like your idea of a side story movie about him, like a spinoff movie. But I almost think it should be like this one where he doesn't talk. Where it's just like him non-reacting to people, like saying things around him. It's just like one of those... Are the lights really on, or is he just like a murder fucking machine in there? <laughs> Makes you wonder. Okay, and now we go to Dave. Dave, question for you. Would mm -hmm. you watch Charlie's Angels 2019 again? God, you know, it. this is an action comedy, which is my goddamn genre. I love it, and it doesn't have to be good in that genre for me to like it. It just needs to have a flavor of its own. And the, the Venti 1000, our hipster hitman, transcribing on a typewriter, that is 100% the flavor that I'm looking for. If they had maintained <laughs> that throughout this whole movie and made that like a dynamic, God, I would have been on board completely. But we just got a couple of ideas of it, and then it didn't. The rest of the movie is just kind of a movie. And there's not really that much flavor or character to any of the scenes in it. So... No, I'm not going to watch this one again. If they make wow. a sequel, I'll probably wow. give it a try because I'm trash. Whatever. You are <laughs> trash. Jeez. Okay. Maybe they'll have one more good idea and I can get another character I like out of it. Well, the verdict is in. Zero out of four of us are going to watch Charlie's Angels again. Swing and a miss. But as always, it's up to you, Cinemites. You give it a watch. Let us know what you thought. Casey, what are we watching next week? Next week is going to be a wild card. We kind of did a fan Ooh. pick. I've had this movie recommended to me by several very reputable uh, sources. <laughs> I'm bringing <laughs> Leonard Part 6 starring Bill Cosby. Oh, Fuck. yeah. Unless, yeah. Oh. So I watched one scene from the movie on YouTube. It's a kitchen gunfight and... I see a lot of where John Wick ripped this movie off. That's all I'm going to say. 
all I'm going to say. So I'm really excited about this movie. I hope I don't regret it. Um, <laughs> well, if you have a bad movie we should review or just want to say hi, check out the Shitty Cinema Facebook page, sh.ttycinema. Holler at Bad Movies, Bad People on Twitter, and that's PPL. If you want to surf the web, hang 10 at shittycinema.com, man. Follow me, casey.cinema on Instagram. And if you have a crumb to spare, check out the Patreon page. And as always, let's turn out the lights, draw on some eye makeup, and cut our hair as short as possible, Chase. (laughs) As short as possible. (laughs) Huh? <laughs>